This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey, friends and trash pandas. Welcome to Trashy Divorces, everybody's favorite good podcast about bad relationships. I'm Alicia. My name is Stacy, and yeah, so this week I've got actress Scarlett Johansson three times down the aisle, two times through the divorce courts. Kind of the Goldilocks of trashy divorces. Mm-hmm. One was too hot, one was too cold. And we think now things maybe are just right. That's the dream. Before we begin our episode, I have this magic mirror right here. We want to give some big thanks, shout outs, praise, and love to our newest supporters over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. Thanks for joining us, and C and Tessa. Holy Cats News Super Supporter Kim R. Y'all, we're so grateful for our entire community over there and for you. We're delighted you're here. Thanks for joining us today for this Too Hot, Too Cold Trashy Divorces episode. The Trashy Divorces Cinematic Universe expands yet again. We gotta go, go, go. So, Stacey, you're bringing us a little new Hollywood today. I'm so old Hollywood, I know next to nothing about ScarJo. You are extremely old Hollywood. So I learned that Scarlett Johansson apparently hates the moniker ScarJo. She thinks it's lazy and unflattering. Oh, sorry, Scarlett Johansson. So, yeah, I was going to call her that all through, and then I saw that, and I was like, well, whoops. No. Okay, Alicia, let's... Tell me about Scarlett Johansson, please. Scarlett Johansson. Let's face it, romance... Among the very, very successful can often be fraught. There are professional jealousies, conflicting schedules, and the kinds of opportunities that only too much money can buy. And I think navigating that terrain is one way to look at the marriage story, if you will, of actress Scarlett Johansson. She starred in Marriage Story with Adam Driver. Oh, look at you. Very clever. Yeah. Allowing that she is best known for her role as Marvel's Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, My personal opinion is that while those Marvel films are a lot of fun and everybody is great in them, she is an acutely talented actor who routinely delivers textured, subtle, and sincere performances in films much richer in the human stuff than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But we are not here for Stacey's Film Criticism Corner. Shucks, that sounds like it might be fun. (laughs) A few notes on her stellar career, however. Uh, As of this writing, Scarlett has been awarded a BAFTA, British... Film Award, a Tony Award, five Golden Globes, and two Academy Awards nominations, those in a single year, 2019, for the outstanding Jojo Rabbit and the aforementioned Marriage Story. I have not seen Marriage Story. Seems a little too close to our subject matter because it's about a divorce. Well, between Marriage Story and Black Widow, this got trashy divorces wrapped all around (laughs) this picture. Okay, get this. Scarlett Johansson is the highest grossing box office star of all time. Her catalog has grossed more than $14.3 billion. Uh Uh-huh. Holy cats. Also, she is only 38 years old. $14.3 $14.3 billion. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. The Scarlett Johansson marriage story, there are three of them now, I think is best typified as kind of a Goldilocks situation. First, she married someone far too close to her professionally. Then she married someone far too far away from her professionally. And finally, since 2020, she is married to someone who I think is just close enough to and just far enough away from her career. It's a little Goldilocks Goldilocks. Is what you're saying. 
So let's take a look at this incredible and sometimes controversial talent and the ways her professional life has informed her personal life and that her personal life has informed her career. Let's do the thing. Scarlett Ingrid Johansson entered our story on November 22nd, 1984. She was a Manhattanite baby there in the city of New York. Her father is of Danish and Swedish descent. I think he is Danish-American. He's an architect. And her mother is a producer. She is of Ashkenazi Jewish descent with familial roots in Belarus and Russia. And I think the family, her family has sort of the classic, like, my European Jewish ancestors fled pogroms, the Nazis, you know, the Holocaust, and found their future when they passed through Ellis Island, a quintessentially American story. Anyway, there were five children to the family. There's a half-brother from her father's earlier marriage, older brother and sister, and Scarlett herself is a fraternal twin to a brother. Oh, wow. Several of her siblings are or have been actors, and one of Scarlett's early roles turned into a bit of a family affair when her parents and two of her siblings had small roles in 1996's Manny and Lowe, which she starred in. It was one of her like early... I don't think it was her breakout role, but I, I think it landed her on the map in a way. Obviously, their parents encouraged their kids to follow their bliss, and young Scarlett's bliss was acting, but apparently there was a bit of a domestic kerfuffle among the Johansson kids when Scarlett was seven, and a talent agent signed one of her brothers instead of her. Oh, no. Nevertheless, Scarlett Johansson persisted, enrolling at the Lee Strasberg Theater Institute and later transferring from her normal city public school to the Professional Children's School, Oh, wow. Which caters to the educational needs of working child actors, dancers, musicians, and other creatives. Vera Wang, Paris Hilton, and Yo-Yo Ma are among the extraordinarily long list of notable alums of the professional children's school. She realized early on that television commercials were not where she wanted to put her focus, eventually making her stage debut off-Broadway alongside Ethan Hawke. Like, what? I know, 92, 93. So she's seven, eight. She only had two lines in the play, but not too shabby for a seven, eight-year-old. She made her film debut in 1994's North, playing the daughter of John Ritter's character, and it was here that something interesting happened for her. She said, quote, I remember going on to the set of my first film, and for some reason, I just knew what to do instinctively. Huh. It was like, I don't know, fate, she told New York Magazine in 2004. I'm pretty sure I was past my paste-eating phase by age nine, but I don't recall having any particular innate knowledge of anything back then, and was mostly just confused by life. So we are different people, she and I. At 13, in 1998, she acted opposite Robert Redford in The Horse Whisperer, at which point she was certainly a legit child star. Redford famously described her as 13 going on 30. Quick T. Swift interlude, because I know all things Taylor Swift are your wheelhouse. While she was in high school at the professional children's school, she apparently dated Taylor Swift collaborator and friend Jack Antonoff. No. Back 0102. And she may have had a comment about that early romance many years later, possibly on that or possibly other early romances. These included names like Jared Leto, Josh Hartnett, Sean Penn. She had a fling with Sean Penn for a while. Spider webs. Sure. So in Cosmo in 2016, they asked her about like, What is rock bottom to you, I guess? And she says, long, long ago, I had someone in my life who was forever unavailable, but like so attractively unavailable. 
you have to get to your breaking point. Rock bottom is the moment when you're like, I've lost myself. Why am I standing outside this bar at 1.30 in the morning texting while my friends are inside? Or taking a taxi to see him at some ungodly hour? This is not me. That is the moment you've got to cut it off. Otherwise, it'll keep coming back. Suck your blood. That's some pretty wise words, Scarlett. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Obviously, many child stars struggle with the transition into, you know, adult acting. But Scarlett had some motivation. She applied to NYU's Tisch School of the Arts to continue her studies after high school, but was rejected. With nothing else to do, she figured, hey, how about I team up with Sofia Coppola and Bill Murray and head to Japan for a little movie called Lost in Translation. Oh my god. It was a humongous hit. It earned $119 million at the box office on a $4 million budget. No. Yes. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. Another 2003 film, Girl with the Pearl Earring, cemented her among critics and the viewing public as an actor to watch closely because she's great. Let us posit that the precociously talented actress had a good decade there in the 2000s. In 2007, Scarlett was spotted out and about with fellow actor Ryan Reynolds, who had recently ended a five-year relationship with Alanis Morissette, including a three-year-long engagement. No! Alanis did a whole album about this. Ryan, of course, is a Canadian-American actor who today is known in particular for Deadpool, but back then was still, like Scarlett Johansson herself, a rising star. He's eight years older than Scarlett, born in 1976 in Vancouver. And also had a run as a child star, I guess teen star. Uh, He landed his first role at 13 on the Canadian teen soap opera Hillside. Previous Trashy Divorces alum Shania Twain did a performance and infamously switched out her So You Think You're Mm. Brad Pitt line to So You Think You're Ryan Reynolds just recently. Yeah, the People's Choice Awards. Ryan had a bit more struggle leaping from kid star to adult actor and briefly quit to try his hand at college, but an actor friend disabused him of that notion, and they moved from Vancouver to Los Angeles together in, like, 94, 95. Huh. His relationship with Scarlett was handled pretty privately. This is definitely her preference. She she tries to keep a pretty solid wall between her her personal life and So much of her life is for public consumption, and she has a clear line. Anyway, they announced their engagement in May of 2008, and they married quietly at a Vancouver-area wilderness retreat that September. It was a small, private ceremony, attended only by family and close friends, and somehow wedding pictures seem to have never emerged. Oh, wow. Which is quite a feat in itself. Scarlett would later say, It was my mission to have a moment of privacy, to do something for myself. She told the Los Angeles Times, I was happy with the results of that. She was 23 when they married. During the marriage, she was mostly reluctant to talk about the marriage. She would sort of talk more in general themes than specific anything. This is from a Glamour magazine interview. They ask, well, speaking of things you've done at a young age, what, what made you decide to get married young? And she says, I never really thought about getting married. It just kind of happened. It seemed natural. The right thing to do. It was kind of a celebration of the time. And Glamour says, does it feel different? And she says, I think the only difference is that I'm kind of making my own little family now, which is funny. You hope that a relationship makes you better, that you learn things about yourself. You've had this one view and now you have another. I feel more confident to explore things within myself that I hadn't thought about in the past. My parents divorced when I was 13, so it wasn't an ideal representation of marriage. 
And then they ask, is it weird seeing your husband on Letterman talking about you? Uh, I bet it would be. She says, yeah, it is weird because I would never ask anybody about their marriage if I didn't know them. I don't profess to know anything about marriage that anybody else doesn't know or how to make it right. I don't want to read about somebody who's giving me relationship advice. So I try to keep some things for myself to have a private life because that's kind of all you have really, isn't it? When it comes down to what separates you from the next person, you don't go to work and talk about your marriage. Why should I? Reasonable. Reasonable. Almost as soon as they had settled down to something like domestic tranquility, she said elsewhere that she really enjoyed cooking for him and just that, you know, that sphere of life was kind of... Nesting, homemaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced that they were splitting up. Mm-hmm. In, oh my. In December of 2010, issuing a statement that read simply, After long and careful consideration on both our parts, we've decided to end our marriage. We entered our relationship with love, and it's with love and kindness we leave it. While privacy isn't expected... It's certainly appreciated. Good statement. Good statement. I can hear the after while privacy isn't expected. You bastards. Right. I can hear that <laughs> subtext. So why did they split up? It wasn't really clear, but people close to them had some ideas in real time. One source told the Daily Mail for whatever that's worth. They're both strong willed and stubborn people. There was a lack of warmth between them. That was troubling. There was a lack of warmth. There was a lack of warmth between them. That was troubling. This person insightfully shares. He can be an overbearing control freak. (gasps) That's what you want. That's what you want to hear. He's more traditional and she's more independent. When he wanted her there, he expected her to drop everything and come to him. She got tired of the double standard. Ryan Reynolds, of course, went on to marry Blake Lively in 2012, and they now share three kids who think that Taylor Swift is just their cool guitar-playing aunt. And that is that. While Scarlett has, as is her way, kept mum on the details, she said this to Cosmo in 2016, uh, without naming any names. She said, The logistics of being with another actor are challenging. There has to be a real understanding of how you share your time, especially when two people's careers are going at the same rate. Or even if one person is more successful than the other, that also proves challenging. There may be a competitive thing. So when Marriage Story came out in 2019 and there was the full court press, uh, Scarlett noted that she was able to draw from her own divorce experience for that part. I mean, the first time I got married, I was 23 years old, she said. what do you know, right? So young. Mm -hmm. I didn't really have an understanding of marriage. Maybe I kind of romanticized it. It's a different part of my life now. I feel like I'm in a place in my life. I feel like I'm able to make more active choices. I'm more present, I think, than I have been before. Okay, so that is one marriage down, and we have two to go. So this is probably a good spot to take a break, hear from our sponsors, and when we come back, we will hear about the Goldilocks marriage that ended up being too cold. Back on the flip. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, Stacy, with an abundance of warmth, tell me <laughs> about... Mm-hmm. That one was too hot. Sure. What do we have that's too cold? All Marriage right. 2? Marriage 2. So we're going to jump ahead to 2012-2013, when Scarlett had already begun portraying Black Widow. This started in 2010 with Iron Man 2 and 2012's The Avengers. She had also won a Tony for a 2010 turn on Broadway by this point. This was the year, 2012, that she began to be linked to a non-famous Frenchman, the Paris-based journalist or ad agency owner or art curator. He is described many ways in the press. Ooh la la. Romain Doriac. This is what she told Parade Magazine about their origin story in 2015. We met through friends in Paris. It was very romantic. And we became friends. When I'd come back to Paris, I would see him. We started dating. He tells me that he learned English in one night. I barely spoke English when we met, he said. I don't remember that at all. I felt like we were always talking the same language. I thought his vocabulary was impressive. Maybe it was the language of love. Aww. All right, so bringing up somebody you like a lot, Lily Analik. Yeah, Lily Analik. Mm-hmm. She does the Once Upon a Time at Bennington podcast. There you go. Uh, writing for Vanity Fair in, I think, 2016. She asked Scarlett if it was easier being with someone who isn't a celebrity. Scarlett replies, It is, but it's more than that. We do different things. He's in the whole art scene world, so it's nice because we can enjoy each other's worlds, but we don't have our crazy conflicting schedules and all that other stuff to contend with. And, you know, of course, actors in general, they're obsessed with emotions. She pauses, then laughs. Although he's French, so he's also probably overly into his emotions. Trayvon. I love it. That's amazing. The relationship moved quite fast, so they seem to have started dating like November of 2012. They were engaged the next September. Wow. And their daughter was born in 2014, and their nuptials performed privately with word not even leaking for more than a month. At that all. is some mm-hmm. really excellent, excellent I, privacy. Op- OPSEC, I believe. Operational security. That is Love it. Scarlett OPSEC. Johansson has significant OPSEC about her personal life. Anyway, they got married at a luxury resort in Montana, and I think they went to the Granite County Clerk's office themselves to secure their marriage licenses. Like, you're just some, like, rural Montana county bureaucrat, and and walks Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) With a happy family at home, Scarlett's career was only accelerating. She reprised her Black Widow role for two more Marvel movies, Avengers, Age of Ultron, and Captain America, Civil War. She had roles in Jon Favreau's Chef and Luc Besson's highly successful sci-fi film, Lucy. In 2015, she signed on to star in Ghost in the Shell. This became very controversial. Um, It's an Asian character, so there was a lot of... We'll we'll get to that at the end. Since filming would start in New Zealand in February of 2016 for Ghost in the Shell, she made plans to move to the country temporarily, which broke the pattern that she and Romain had of splitting time between Paris and New York City. Uh, There is now a baby in the mix. Obviously, she wanted Romain and the baby to join her in New Zealand, at least part of the time that she would be there stresses are starting to come up. So Scarlett has occasionally discussed the strangeness of her job in interviews, particularly with a spouse who is not part of it. She told Parade, my husband's not at all involved in the entertainment industry, so I imagine that parts of my job are probably very overwhelming. And it's a strange kind of job. It feels like home to me, but for someone else, even walking onto a film set is extremely intimidating. 
Not to mention seeing somebody's face plastered all over the media. What, that's not a problem? It's gotta be. Plus, seeing your spouse on a movie screen, like, 30 feet tall, like, what a weird experience that must be. I'm just saying. Yeah, so it appears that it it was a problem, became a problem. Uh, March 9th, 2017, Washington Post headline reads, Scarlett Johansson files for divorce. Ooh. Husband Romaine Doriak is, quote, shocked. The story reports that the pair had separated the previous summer, although it seems like they were still in a pretty good place despite breaking up. They opened a business together, for instance, in October of 2016. This is Paris's Yummy Pop Gourmet Popcorn Shop. How are you shocked, though, that divorce has been filed for if you've already been separated? Right. here, The story spends a good bit of time filling in quotes from Romaine's lawyer, who (laughs) seemed genuinely outraged on his client's behalf, saying, Mr. Doriak is tired of having to run his life and his child's life based on Miss Johansson's shooting schedule. Mm. He said that the filing was a preemptive strike and suggested that he thought Scarlett was going to try to get squirrely about custody over their daughter, which they had been working through privately. The lawyer says, We never had any intention of filing papers. We did not want to make it a public spectacle. Now she or her lawyers or her handlers have made it a public spectacle. She filed, so... For her now to ask for privacy seems somewhat oxymoronic to me. It makes no sense. You bastards. You bastards. (laughs) Added this lawyer, it's not in her daughter's interests to file in the public court system. Is there a private court system where you do this? The Delaware Chancery? Can can we file there? (laughs) Scarlett, who uh, I think we should all agree is a pretty cool customer uh, when it comes down to it, offered only this statement to the press. As a devoted mother and private person, and with complete awareness that my daughter will one day be old enough to read the news about herself, I would only like to say that I will never, ever be commenting on the dissolution of my marriage. Out of respect for my desires as a parent and out of respect for all working moms, it is with kindness that I ask other parties involved and the media to do the same. So Scarlett Johansson is pro-literacy for her children. I like that. She will teach her children to read. And she's she, not going to say anything bad and or do anything she bad. She is, yes. Uh, the basic arc of the dispute appears to be that Romaine, seeking to provide some stability for their daughter, seemingly expressed a desire to move to France with her. But the custody arrangement that he and Scarlett had sort of ad hoc worked out was that each parent would get visitation every other week. And then Scarlett wanted to switch it to like three days with her, followed by two days with him possibly while she was between shoots in exotic locales. So just a little more. Any Anyway, in any case, by September, they reached some kind of settlement. This was filed under seal in the private courts, I guess. Okay. uh, In Manhattan, in the public courts, but sealed. Mm -hmm. And have seemingly salvaged some kind of decent aftermath scenario, even having been spotted dining together in Manhattan Uh um, since the breakup. Yeah. I mean, popcorn makes everybody real happy. Yummy pop. I don't even know if it's still open. I couldn't quite figure that out. To Vanity Fair, as part of this 2019 marriage story press thing, she said, but the experience of being a mother was very helpful, like, for for that role. And it was a great tool, you know, understanding what it is to co-parent. That's a very specific thing. It's hard to raise a child with someone you're no longer with. It's hard. It's not probably how it's supposed to be, in quotes, or whatever. But, you know, I think my ex and I do it as well as we can. 
you have to prioritize your child and not put yourself in the middle. It has its challenges. I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time the divorce concluded, she'd already been linked to the man who would become her third husband and father to her second child. And when we come back from a quick break, I will tell you what I know about it. All right, we've gone from too hot, too cold. Do we have the just right porridge I now? Think, I think we have the just right porridge now, yeah. Which I'm sure is how Colin Jost prefers to be <laughs> described. I, mean, I am Colin Jost, just right porridge. I mean, his memoir is called A Very Punchable Face, so... Just right porridge, man. In May of 2017, Saturday Night Live, their season finale, opened with a rendition of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. It was a callback to Kate McKinnon's performance of the song the November before, which marked both the death of Leonard Cohen himself and the feelings of so many people after Trump's unexpected win in the presidential contest that year. The May version, however, was from the perspective of Trump and Trump world, with a guest appearance by Scarlett Johansson as Ivanka Trump. She wasn't the host or the musical guest, just a famous New Yorker who answered Lorne Michaels' call and thought it would be fun. She's hosted the show many, many times. Okay. She stuck around for the after party, where various other attendees promptly alerted the WAGs at page six that she and Weekend Update co-anchor and co-head writer of Saturday Night Live, Colin Jost, had been getting chummy and even making out at the bar. Oh my. Around this time, there were various sightings of Scarlet on the town with various gentlemen, so the tabloids likely regarded this as just another piece of a soon-to-be legally single star, keeping things light, having some fun amidst the awfulness of a divorce. But of course, she and Colin ended up being a little stickier than those other dinner dates who entertained her. It seems like they kept things light for a few months, but by the end of the year, Scarlett and Colin, a fellow native New Yorker and a Harvard grad to boot, were officially a thing. Colin, born June 29, 1982, was president of the Harvard Lampoon in college, as well as Pete Buttigieg's roommate. What a no. tiny world indeed. Spiderwebs. So many in this story. And went to work in journalism, fresh out of college. From there, he ended up writing for a Nickelodeon animated show. And when that ended or he left, I'm not sure, he sent a writing sample to Saturday Night Live, which hired him in 2005. Unlike Scarlett's earlier relationships, this one didn't seem to be especially rushed. Like, she really did move quite fast the the earlier two times. In May of 2019, two years into the relationship, a publicist confirmed their engagement and soon after, Scarlett began wearing an 11-carat engagement ring worth an estimated $450,000. That's some bling. What is that, six-month salary? What's the formula for... <laughs> 11 carats is pretty impressive. That's, that's a lot. When she hosted SNL again in December 2019, this was her sixth time hosting, she closed her opening monologue by saying, This place means so much to me. I have so many friends here, and I met the love of my life here before hugging and giving a quick kiss to Colin. Aww. The following October, amidst 2020 COVID protocols, they married and get this, a small private ceremony at home in New York City. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. The news, kind of touchingly, if you ask me, was announced on the Meals on Wheels America Instagram feed. Oh, that's nice. the following message. We're thrilled to break the news that Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost were married over the weekend in an intimate ceremony with their immediate family and loved ones following COVID-19 safety precautions as directed by the CDC. Their wedding wish is to help make a difference for vulnerable older adults during this difficult time. Yep. By supporting Meals on Wheels America, please consider donating to celebrate the happy couple by clicking the link in our bio. The attached image was not a wedding shot of Scarlett and Colin. 
It was instead a picture of the Staten Island Ferry. Colin is a Staten Island boy with uh, tied on cans photoshopped in, like just married. That's lovely. They just married. Staten I love Island it. Ferry. That's mm-hmm. chef's kiss. Perfect. And like privacy forever. I mean, it's got to be hard to maintain the bubble, but they do. Their baby, well, I suppose their first baby, uh, who knows, was born the following August in 2021. And so far, anyway, it sure looks like Scarlett Johansson, today's marital Goldilocks, has finally found the guy who is just right for her. So mazel on that. She also has been a bit of a lightning rod for controversy over the years. She has been in several Woody Allen films and has voiced support for him over allegations of, you know... Really, really rough stuff. All the things. Mm -hmm. So that's been controversial. You know, they they are friends, and so I I don't know. She also has made some insensitive remarks uh, about, like, cis actors playing trans roles, non-Asians playing Asian characters, uh, but it does appear that she has absorbed... Some lessons from some these understanding controversies, okay, okay. Uh, saying in 2021, this is uh, an interview with the gentlewoman in the UK. I'm going to have opinions about things because that's just who I am. I mean, everyone has a hard time admitting when they're wrong about stuff. And for all of that to come out publicly, it can be embarrassing to have the experience of, wow, I was really off the mark there, or I wasn't looking at the big picture, or I was inconsiderate. I'm also a person I can be reactive. I can be impatient. That doesn't mix that great with self-awareness, which is that it's a risk. It's a danger. Talking we all hope we just are doing the best we can and growing more self-aware every day. You're talking to major media outlets and television reporters and print magazines with circulations like Vanity Fair. Like, yeah, you say the wrong thing. You're going to hear about it. (laughs) So that is... Scarlett Johansson and the Three Bears of Marriage story. Um, so one trash can's too hot, one trash can's too cold. There you go. It's, yes, three trash cans. <laughs> and the other trash can just has perfectly delicious Colin Jost porridge. A, a very punchable face. But it, I mean, it hopefully is a very happy marriage for both of them. Well done. I have learned more about Scarlett Johansson in this time period than I ever thought possible. Sure. That's a lot of spiderwebs. Yeah, I didn't realize that she had such an extensive like child acting history. I just kind of became aware of her at Lost in Translation and went on from there. Excellent work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's going to be it for us for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for spending your time with us today. We appreciate it. And joining you. us for that little young Hollywood ride. Don't call her the other name. The Oh, yes. The abbreviated. <laughs> We're going to be back on Wednesday. With a whole brand new episode, I'm really excited about Wednesday. It's going to be lots of fun. Don't forget, if you want to check out some extra free episodes, bit.ly slash trash candy. Yep. We'll get those to you. Patreon.com, if you want to give yourself a little gift over the holidays. So many fun things happening over there. I did the trashy breakup of Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel this past week. I need to get to work on another trashy Pope story because there are a few. And they're good. (laughs) Y'all, until we meet again when we do. Keep your hands clean, friends. Keep those hearts trashy. We hope your week is perfectly warm. Not too hot. Not too cold. Like April. Like April 23rd. That's exactly right. (laughs) Big love, y'all. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. 
And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram and definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there. And thanks again, everybody, for listening. Keep it trashy, y'all.